like you ever felt. Are you listening? Chicken, how loose is your goose? How loose is so loose? Oh, <laughs> oh, bird, how did I say, bitch? Leave me a <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember that, but I'm like, where did that come from? What's that? Wasn't it, um, was that Bring It On? Was it Bring It On? I think it was Bring It On. I don't know. I think it was Bring It On. It's know, already been barraged. They didn't do, I don't know. No. I'm gonna Google that though. I <laughs> now I got my brain wondering. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? I don't know. Well, welcome to No Shit Sherlock, where it doesn't take a genius to have a clue, regardless of who you're talking to. We talk about everything from relationships, pop culture, social media, everything in between. I am the Old Testament Pet T. I never thought we would get started. <laughs> my name is Madula. Well, fuck you very much. <laughs> and I am the Lance 2.0. D Lance 2.0. D D Lance 2.0. D as in T H E or T H E E. D Bernard. D Bernard. Homebreaker. D. Well, we're going to go ahead and dive into a little bit of foreplay. It was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. It was. That's when they opened it up. It was. That was a horrible. I love that movie. That's when, because remember she left when she went and fought the vampire right after she ran off the court. She did. She did. She I watch did. all that demonic stuff. Hey! <laughs> I cannot. That's so, the devil's territory. Name three places that are the worst place to fart. Oh, <laughs> I want to say at a wake Definitely. because pe- people can mistake it for the body. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh I want to say. In a small conference room at a meeting, because you really can tell on yourself. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of that. You know, I, I, I be real gassy sometimes. Bless the Lord. Be real gassy. Yes. <laughs> and the third one, I want to say in the kitchen. <laughs> that's just the worst place to do it. It, it just, it just kill a whole mood, especially while you're cooking. It just kill a whole mood. Uh, first, I'm gonna say an elevator. Oh, yes. That is like. Horrible because you can't move or anywhere. <laughs> you can't do shit in the elevator, so it's like you're stuck. Especially if you're going to flow two hundred, <laughs> right? It's like you are stuck in there, and don't let it be at a hotel where everybody trying to get up to the flow, and you got to stop on every damn flow. Ooh, uh, that would be horrible. I'd just be like, let me take the stairs. You Hello, know. Um, take the stairway to heaven. I would say a job interview. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you're definitely not gonna get the job <laughs> yeah. if you fought. I'm gonna say I don't, I don't know who that is. One of y'all interviewing me. Y'all need to get that together. Or, 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 or all of a sudden, it's in between you asking the question. Just go. You're like, <laughs> like, can I be a squeeze? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in the car on a road trip. I was just <laughs> going to say on a road oh, trip. Oh, uh, I my strength. Yeah, we know. We know. Um. I would have to say in the bed with somebody you're just sleeping with for the first time, sleeping in the same bed for the first time. Yeah. Oh. That? <laughs> Your one night stand? Okay, bitch, be mortified. <laughs> <laughs> you should be mortified. Um, also, passing gas at a fitting. 
Ooh. Where you yeah. trying on clothes and you know somebody is measuring you and you. That's just horrible. That's n- yeah. Oh um, gosh. <laughs> you know, ruining people damn clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Enduring sex. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time. Uh, I mean, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. It happens all the time. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I mean, I've never done during <laughs> sex, but it does happen. You know, you just, just, you just, everybody lose control. You know, it's just, mm-mm. well, they just make that pussy fart. Yeah, okay, but, it's not, <laughs> but I was gonna say, that's what I said. I thought you said you would get up, normally get a pass. But the thing about it is, making the pussy fart does not mean that, that, <laughs> that gas that, is right. going to come afterwards. Right. That but should not be a foul <laughs> smell after it's. Well, sometimes <laughs> it's a foul. Let me hush and be quiet. <laughs> Because I cover it up. And if I was a woman, I'd cover it up. Well, make I mean, that pussy fart. If you got a fart, ladies, and he say, make that pussy fart, just go ahead and let it out and just pretend like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the thing about it is, is that, um, you know, where you're going ain't ain't gun, ain't, ain't rose petals and flower gardens <laughs> all the time. So right. I guess that, mm. I mean, everybody going to have that kind of gas a day. You know, I think everybody should go and get a pass. In my opinion, in my mind. I can't. So, name two colors that doesn't have the letter E. We did this in school. Can you remember what you did in school? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I got my two. Well, it's only two. No, it's not. So, I'm going to go first. So, Mm -hmm. you can't use my two. Navy and burgundy. Navy is really not, it, it has to be navy something. So you have no, to put it's navy not. On there. Navy is blue. That's what I'm saying. But blue got an e in it. But I didn't say blue. I said navy. But navy it, is the color. But it's navy. What? It's, it's not na- navy. It's is not a color oh, by oh, itself. It's, it's navy. Okay. Navy well, then is not gray. A color by itself. Okay. Gray. Thank you. I said gray. So now you got to pick <laughs> something else. Um, <laughs> I got to. You better hurry up before he black and tan. There we go. Now what you got? <laughs> All this we did this in school. <laughs> he still ain't came up with shit. Damn, I got an E in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, hold up. I got an E in it too. Uh-huh. Some of them got two E. Aqua. Okay. Good one. Uh, that's a color, which is also in the blue family. And um, teal. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 damn, 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 my bad, my bad. No, uh, hold up. I had another one. Mm-hmm. And we're waiting. Aqua and um, Uh, gold. Good one. Okay. Good one. <laughs> it took you long enough. Well, well, we're going to do another one real quick. Like, <laughs> blank hit different when blank. <laughs> Sex hit different when you pass gas. Sex hit different when you got a boo boo. <laughs> Sex hit different when you had none in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about sex. <laughs> can, I, can I keep going? Let's talk about sex, baby. Sex hit different when you ain't in love. Oh. No, 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 no. Church Honey, sermon. Your distance is different. Hit different when you're backed up. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That church sermon hit different when you fucking the pastor on the side. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. I do you one better. That embarrassment hit different when your baby daddy pregnant. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh-uh. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. Baby daddy got somebody. Right. Well, your baby daddy got somebody else pregnant. Mm, okay, true. I'm about to say, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we rhyme. Um, Talking about the gays hit different when your baby daddy gay. Yes. Your gay, your yes. Gay, them gay jokes hit different. Them gay jokes hit different. Them ESC jokes hit different when your child is one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> your mama jokes hit different when they true. <laughs> Them fat jokes hit different when you... <laughs> when you fat and when you, you fat. like you don't know you fat. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shopping hit different when that credit card declined. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> that shopping hit different when the sheriff office is waiting for you at checkout. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay. Them broke jokes hit different when your lights turned off. <laughs> check cashing hit different when telecheck was was implemented. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chill hits different when JEA cuts your power off. Ooh. Mid joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. Netflix and chill hit different when Netflix increased them prices on that ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we going in half on this baby. Okay. <laughs> Them hoopers hit different when until your car get repossessed. <laughs> <laughs> if you could drive in a hoopty and they get repossessed, that's a real problem. No, people talk about hoopers and then they should get repossessed. True. Yeah. Look at that regular I'm, car on the street. I'm riding though. Oh no, bitch! I I do one better. <laughs> Living in Florida hit different when your AC out. Oh ho! You appreciating your then? My lord, <laughs> my lord. Well, we gonna s- transition. We be all about transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> so, words of wisdom. Madula, <sighs> what's your word of wisdom this week? This week, tough times never last, but tough people do. Huh. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> the times may not be built to last, but honey, you are. You got a nice, you got a nice strong back. God has equipped you with everything you need to stand the test of time. And always look at somebody who is a little bit older than you and see what they have been through to just to get encouragement that they have stood the test of time. I'm very proud of certain friends I have. I'm very proud of certain ministries I've been a part of because they have stood the test of time. And even when rough times come, a survivor never give up, a survivor never quit, and they never fold. Mm. Hmm. I feel like you've been in you 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 huh, you've been in consecration this week. I stay in consecration. <laughs> <laughs> I spend a lot of time in my bathroom on that toilet. <laughs> Coming out just glowing and shit. Oh yes, oh yes. That's that's my spot. I'm telling you. That's, that's that gold bond. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Don't sleep on it. Do I need to model you for y'all? What? No, please don't. It's, it's in the car. It's no, in the car. No, please don't. Lance. Ooh. Mine says the best thing about speaking the truth is you don't have to remember what you have said. Ab. <laughs> that is so true. Because you no, know when you no lie, sub- ain't no substitute for the truth. You know when you lie, oh, it ain't. Ooh, you got to keep up with your lies. Yep. And the sad part about <laughs> it is, most people don't. <laughs> that is true. Because a lot don't care who tell it. Nope. Yep. And, and when you lie, they make everybody discredit everything that came out your mouth. Yes, so you when you tell it, when you telling everybody the same story, you ain't got to worry about that. But everybody, you telling everybody a different story, mm. and they get together. Hey, they told me something. Shit ain't adding up. <laughs> mm. Hello. 
Well, I'm going to give you five things to remember. If you don't remember nothing else, remember these five <laughs> Remember things. this. You don't have to be perfect. Having a bad day is okay. Small steps are also progress. Asking for help is strength. People love and appreciate you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed that, too. That helped my left breast. That's leaky. Yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I mean, because think about it. People always feel like you have to be perfect. You have to put put forth a perfect image. Um, also, having a bad day. People say, oh, I'm having a bad day. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. But it's okay. Every day ain't rose petals and unicorns. <laughs> Small steps are also oh, progress. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because you may not have le- did leaps and bounds, the fact that you took two steps is progress. You're not where you used to be. Asking for help is strength because so often we cripple ourselves by not asking for help because we feel like it makes us look weak in our actuality. You remain weak because you're not right. asking for assistance to get you where you want to be. Right. And people love and appreciate you. Regardless of what you've done, who you've done it to, there's always somebody who loves and appreciates you. Mm. Well, we need to know that. So, ladies, what's poppin'? Oh, let's get it popping. Oh. You're like, oh. 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 <laughs> well, what can we say about Beyonce? Uh, she's the queen. Of everything. Of everything. <laughs> she's mistress of the universe. What, can, what bad can we say about Beyonce? Um, <laughs> don't you do it. No, <laughs> no, don't do you do it. it. <laughs> I don't want the bees come for me tonight. I, I thought that was a legitimate <laughs> question. I was going to give a legitimate answer. Don't. <laughs> okay, so we just watch what? Destiny's Child revealed, and oh, it reminded us. 2002. <laughs> I never forget. <laughs> She's grown. <laughs> she was then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, she's grown as a person. But um, Beyonce is on point to bank $300 million from her Uber stock. Mm. So, Uber went public, as far as you know, on the stock exchange. Right. right. So, basically, Beyonce got in on the stock. Way back when. Way, wait, just way back when. And the thing was is that she inked a deal with Uber or something where she said, instead of, you know, you guys paying me, you know, how about you just give me some of your stock? Uh, that's a <laughs> hell of a song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just give me some but stock. But, I mean, you know, the thing about stock, I mean, it goes up, down, or whatever. So, I mean. Right. Yeah, it does. But I'm if like, you invest in something like yeah. Uber, which is well, one of the what, biggest lucrative businesses now. Uh, yeah, now, this is like what happened. It was then. that she was offered to perform. Um, six, $6 million to perform for a corporate Uber in event in Las Vegas. So instead of the $6 million, Beyonce said, just I'll give me it. some stock, shares of stock. Mm-hmm. And those shares of stocks have turned into $300 million. Yeah, because I'm sure they didn't just give her any old stock. They gave her <laughs> the best that were invested. <laughs> so, I mean, you got the Goldman Sachs. You got, you know, this. You got that. You know, all those different companies over there invested in the stock market. Oh, 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 be. Yes, LLA to go up, LLA to go down. So she yeah, said, and the thing. So she she's the next billionaire, right? She could be possibly, but and um, but she also did the same thing with Netflix because you know Netflix was supposed to. I mean, not Netflix. I'm sorry, Coachella. Right. Coachella they, they was they supposed to pay million, eight million. Right? She said, "Give me four million and give me the rights to the show." Mm. And, and she turned around and sold that to Netflix for a three three deal three um three, serious um, deal yeah. for sixty million. Right. Mm. <laughs> and on top of that, she came out with a record. Yeah. And people are buying that and that's streaming. So I'm sure she, yeah, she's probably going to be a billionaire by the end of the year. 
I can see her getting there. Yeah. Now, mm. will we call her self-made? Hmm. To me, I'm going to say no. But then again, I want to say yes because she has worked her way up as opposed to Kylie Jenner did not. Help. See, that. Beyonce, Beyonce, her, her mom and dad gave up everything from a little girl. She worked. She was told no. She worked, told no. She worked, told no. Told her. We know she didn't have the vocals. She was a everyday person. Yes. Who came up through getting a record deal and going through trips, uh, heartaches and pains and being told no and having deals and dropping and deals being dropped. She was a regular everyday Texas girl. Okay. Regular. Regular. Mm-hmm. Not on TV. Regular. Okay. Real regular. Like, real regular. Like, we started out on Star Search and didn't win. Regular. And now she is the mistress of the universe versus someone who was born into a family of privilege to begin with. Well, we're, they we're, were on TV. Well, let's, let's be let's be they clear. Were on TV let's be clear. We're not we're that. not disputing you. You were the one who said last year that she that she self made. You were the one that said it. No, you, you said, said she wasn't. No, I no, said no, she no, was no, no, I no, said no. she was self made. You said she wasn't. I, I said she was. I said she was self made. He said she wasn't. She was. I could have sworn on the show on the show on the anniversary episode last year you were saying that she she's not a self made millionaire. She'd be a self made. But Aloysius said something like that too, and I was just like, no, she's not because she's been privileged. She is not. Ah, that's been my whole yeah. thing. I think I said she was self made because we've actually been able to watch her grow up on television. She was what six? She was eleven. Eleven on television. So, she was a privilege, but I'm not. You know, but I'm she not. just had opportunities. And I'm not disputing. She yeah. she used them to the best of her ability, and mm-hmm. look where she is. Because there are other people who have had those same opportunities who are not billionaires. Paris Hilton is one of them. Paris Hilton at this point should have been a billionaire because right. she had all the opportunity, good and bad. And I think she's probably close to, to make it pro- though. Oh, I'm pretty sure she's doing well. Cause yeah, she owns um. She's she's banking a lot of money each year for stuff that she owns yeah, she's too. I think she owns yeah. a to that, right? Not yeah, but she also has something else too. But she also has something else, a business that's making her bringing her in like hundreds of millions each year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's set, but I mean, but she's not the billionaire everybody that was talking about. Her, but Kylie may be the youngest. Yeah. Mm. Now I'm not gonna take that from. Her. She may be the youngest, but yeah. So. Since we're talking about kids and, you know, school is about to be over. Ah, glory. Glory. I thought for love versus logic, we'd do a way back when. High school years. So, think back to. When I look back. (laughs) (laughs) What was your plan when you were in high school in the 10th grade? And what did you think that you would be doing after you graduated? Oh, I had a. Let me tell you, I had my plan since I was in the fifth grade, all fell through. But what was your plan in the tenth grade for after school? Tenth grade <laughs> was go to college and then become a doctor. Oh, yeah, that was my plan. What was your plan, Madula? At the time in tenth grade, I was in the uh, fire science program, and I was going to be a firefighter. Wow. Yes, I was. I was in ninth grade. I was coming to Justin. In tenth grade, I switched over to. Um, Fire science, and of course, after that, I went to Reebok. But um, <laughs> uh, well, you know what they did at. Uh, uh, hello, <laughs> but that—that's—I was going to be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what—that's what the plan was. Mm-hmm. Um, tenth grade, tenth grade, I thought 
that I was going to go to college. I knew I I knew I didn't want to be a entrepreneur, but I did know I wanted to be in entertainment mm-hmm. of some kind. Um, so I thought, oh, okay, I'll go to college and become a VJ. I go to a black college, or a college that has a, you know. Right. Um, in Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to Atlanta and I can become a VJ. Because I was like, I can see myself doing 106 in Park or TRL or something like that. So that's what I thought I was going to do. Yeah, you told me entertainment. I thought she was about to go a different way. I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What's for me is for me. Hello. Uh, so think back. So from 10th grade to 11th grade, what did you think you were going to be doing in 11th grade? Did it stay the same or did it change? Stayed the same. Uh, it definitely changed because I went to a different school and I was exposed to a lot of diff- other different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally started walking in my um, talent when I was in my junior year. Mm-hmm. Although I had been singing with the Ritz Voices, that was kind of like my first open door, like my ninth grade year. Mm-hmm. But I started doing more African American stuff. Um, then I started praising. So I was just going to—I was just going to be a bonafide singer. I was just going to be doing <laughs> this and doing that. That's bonafide. what it was. Bonafide. Because, I mean, I, I, I felt that, you know, mm-hmm. I was singing. I was singing in school. I was doing this. And, you know, all the new songs that came out, you know, I knew it. So that that's that's kind of when it really, really settled to me that I was going to just be singing or whatever. So things definitely shifted. Five songs was out of the window. Um, and I stopped right there. Because I thought I was going to mention it. Yeah. You stayed the yeah. same. Yeah, my stayed the same. You was consistent. I was consistent. I told mm-hmm. you I had my plan ever since fifth grade. It was the same. <laughs> um... 11th grade is when I really started saying, okay, so what kind of school do I want to go to? So it was more of not focusing on what I wanted to do after school, mm-hmm. but like where did I want to go? Because around this time, I think is when I finally sat down and watched um, Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, let me be a little more specific in where I want to go to school. Um so that was it. Like, I, I, I no longer said that, oh, I want to do this or oh, I want to do that. It was like, okay, so what does my after high school education look like? Um, and that was really all I was kind of focused on. Like, okay, what school I'm going to go to? Not necessarily what I was going to take up. I knew it was going to be business, but, you know, what in particular, I wasn't sure. So fast forward to your senior year. Hmm. It was the same, but um, I will say this: I was so drained my senior year, like, cause I was all I was in all AP classes. Oh, so yeah, I was in all AP classes, and it was like all my friends around me, like everybody was in the easy elective classes. So while they were having fun senior year, I was up studying, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I had AP exams. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't do nothing <laughs> that the ratchet kids did at school? Well, yeah, I did like um, <laughs> senior skip day, right? And you know the high school parties and stuff like that. But for the most part, like during school hours, yeah, you was a nerd. I was a nerd. That's good. Yes, That's somebody good. it's crazy because somebody one of my high school friends was like, I didn't even know we had AP classes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. Right. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you didn't either. <laughs> um, I mean, so I'm, I'm not even gonna try to justify. I mean, so not being funny, but not being funny. It was only like it was only like 15 of us in the whole school <laughs> that was taken in that class. class because we all followed each other every class. <laughs> 
so y'all just had all the same class schedules. <laughs> yeah. The teacher just rotated from the class. So <laughs> the students remained the same. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> like, like <laughs> the I'm just saying. I know it wasn't, but I mean, I'm just saying. You know, yeah. Education hit different when you're taking AP classes. <laughs> yeah. That rains. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't you? <laughs> oh, my God. But I do like rains. I love free ball, but I actually like rains. If I had a second choice, I would have went to rains. You know, second choice? Yeah, or another uh, uh, an alternative option. Well, alternative option, I would have went. I would have went Reigns. Yeah, and then I would have went. So you would have preferred Reigns over Reebok? No, he said second option. Right, but that's no, what I'm saying. Yeah. So I I really like like I like, like I really like Reigns. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing against it. Like everybody was like, "What's wrong with them Reigns?" But I actually like Reigns because Reigns was they were some creeps. They was, <laughs> I was they were. I, they did a T-shirt in my panties on uh, for Reigns Reebok one time, and but I was. I was mesmerized. I was just like, oh, my God. They out there doing this on the field. I got to get to this school so I can do it because I know I would get a pass. You know what I'm saying? I would never forget that. It was it was that year. And they was their T-shirt, and the girls just all up on the board. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is like Freakney. You know what I'm saying? So all the stuff I had heard about, you know, I was mesmerized. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm it used to be like a college campus. I just, I was like, yes, when I first got the reins, yes, I was like, yes. Oh, my gosh, you got all these step groups and everybody. And it was just a neighborhood (laughs) school. Yes, but, I mean, to me, you know, the programs we did, like the the mock wedding and everything, it was just like, wow. That was a high school version of Hillman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, that's how it was. And I was mesmerized because I was, you know, I was was a little boy. So it looked like grown people just, I said, I got to get to this school. I got to get here. I I came up in that safe household, you know, but yeah. Oh my God! Uh, uh, my senior year, my thing was it's like okay, let me. I need to make some money because mm-hmm. you know I grew up in a household where it was a single parent mm-hmm. after a certain time, and you know wanted to help my mom stuff like that. So my focus was okay. I ain't flipping burgers. That that just that, that's just not an option. Yeah, no, that that wasn't. <laughs> that just wasn't an option. That was never my ministry. So so yeah, it it was more of okay, what can I do for the quickest turnaround as far as you know ROI return on investment. Um, so that I can help my mom. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my, how my focus kind of shifted from being so focused on me to kind of worrying about making sure my mom was taken care of, you know, because she could still take care of me and my brother and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so with every, so with all of the plans that we planned from tenth grade to eleventh grade to twelfth grade, what was the biggest lesson that you learned in going through high school? Oh wow, well, I didn't tell you taking over twelfth grade. Um, oh. <coughs> I think. And I'll include this with the lesson I learned as well. I, um, of course, I still was heavy on the singing. Um, I had gotten heavily involved in church as well. And being involved in church can be a blessing and a curse because you get so used to the church hype and, and being and think that you're progressing and moving and stuff, but it's kind of like you're going in like a cycle and you might be holding yourself back from, from other things depending on what type of leader you have. Mm-hmm. So let's just be clear, but depending on the type of leader you have and the type of leader I have, I actually kind of, Invested a whole lot, but didn't get a whole lot back out of that investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, my focus kind of shifted because I want—I knew that I still wanted to sing and I still wanted to do stuff and I wanted to be successful. But I was looking for ways to just hurry up and make money quick so I still can do the other things I like to do. So if I had to go somewhere on the weekend to sing, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I had got an extra job that was going to accommodate that, that I didn't have to have any stress or anything like that, like what I had in school. So. I decided to go to, um, before I went to college, I decided to go to cosmetology school and get that out of the way because I felt like if I did hair, that would be quick, fast money, and I still can, you know, get things done. So things kind of shifted, you know, once I actually got to 
from the high school that I went to my junior year mm-hmm. because um, I was exposed to different things. And, of course, you know, I didn't have a lot of guidance either. So things, you know, that I had in the beginning that I, I was focused on, it kind of shifted because I didn't have guidance. So I kind of found myself uh, looking to what I love to do and what I got comfortable with doing, which was the singing and going and going and stuff like that. And it, it was a good thing because it kept me from doing other things that I, that I should not have been doing. But I do think it kind of held me back from really giving my, my full potential to get my education and going other places. Um, some of the lessons that I learned in my high school years is that you definitely need to plan early. Mm-hmm. Plan early. And if you know it's something that you want to do, try your best to maybe find a mentor or try to find your find your way of researching what you want to do and getting programs that's going to help you get into what you want to do. So that you know definitely you want to go to college, get in, try to get into that early college program or try to take those particular college courses so that when you graduate, you can get your um, associate's degree yeah. in high school so that when you get to college, it won't seem like it's taking you so long. Because unfortunately, and this is not a put down, but it's very, very true, and I, I say this now because I'm, edu- I'm an educator. We were, I, I believe that people that went to schools like Reigns and Regal and Jackson and stuff, we were kind of already behind mm-hmm. because, um, you know, when I got to Regal, it was already F school. So they focused so much on passing tests that when it came to the regular academics and stuff, a lot of that stuff we didn't really get. And when we got to college, we had to take remedial courses because we didn't have certain things in high school. Thankfully, I was able to pass like all of my maths, but I didn't take trig in high school. I took math analysis, which is like the branch two trig, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like the, the highest math I had, and they let me graduate with that, although I still you know, had algebra one, two, and I had geometry, but they let me get out of it without taking trigonometry. Normally, you would take either AP calculus or you take a trigonometry in high school. Well, I didn't take it. I took math analysis, which is kind of like the prerequisite, but I said it to say um, just get prepared early for if it's something that you definitely want to do. Also, don't be so heavily involved in your talents and stuff that you have, um, because I know a lot of, um, and this is this is not everybody's testimony, but I know sometimes people get so caught up in just their talent that they don't work for about the other pieces, meaning like having your academics together, being organized, being able to be um, hireable, 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 and insurable, um, <coughs> ready for hire. You know, so I know that's not a word, but ready for hire. You know those things be be marketable marketable all the way around. You know as opposed to just being one dimensional. Okay, well yeah, you can sing, but you only sing gospel music, and you, you know you talk like this. You know so we can't bring you to Disney World <laughs> because you so gospeled out, or you a football player, but you can't put two sentences together, and you don't know how, you can't show up on time for practices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or you you was on student government association, but when you get up there, you smacking your teeth and going, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like b- being. Just being ready because technically everybody, unfortunately, and I hate saying this, everybody may not make it to college, but you got to learn a lot of those traits in high school to get you through um, the things that you go through after after high school because that's when your adulthood begins. So, you know, that's, that's just my little story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I de- if I definitely could do it again, I would definitely would just start early with everything as opposed to being so But, of course, in, in my high school, a lot of things shifted. Uh, my mother did pass away. Um and I was a mama's boy, and she was the lady of the household, so I just kind of like I had to find my own way. Um, so that had a lot to do with the things, why things shifted in my life, but I definitely would tell the person coming behind me back then, you know, just kind of have your stuff together, what you want to do, have that planned out, write it down, you know, write the vision of your plane, let somebody, you know, look over it with you, help you, mentor you, so you get to that next level, so that you don't find yourself just kind of wandering after you're out of school. 
And mine's would be totally opposite. I was going to say, that's a lot. Yes, because mine's would be totally opposite. It's, I think, yeah, a plan does work. But prepare yourself that plans do change once you get out, of, once you become an adult. I think that's the one thing that, I, you know, for me, like mm-hmm. I said, I had a plan from <laughs> since I was in the fifth grade to 12th grade. So when that plan fell through, I was devastated because I thought that's just how life works. You make a plan. Mm-hmm. You do everything you're supposed to do, and it's going to fall through. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you get to a point to where you might just change your mind mm-hmm. and say, no, I don't want to do this. So the thing that I would definitely say is the first, very first thing I would say is find something that you love. Do what you love. And I know your parents are going to, you know, try and steer you in a oh gosh, direction. Push. Y- yeah, push. Push. Because I was dead. That, and I think that's what kind of my plans fell through because, you know, my parents tried to push me in a certain direction. And um, that's one thing. The parents got to stop doing that. You know, let your ch- find out what your child loves and find out what you love to do and what you want to do. Stick with it. Research what you want to do to make sure it is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because you have this idea that, oh, I just do this. I, you know, like I said, you make this plan. But if you didn't do your research mm-hmm. on all it takes to get to that point, when you do have to start preparing for it, you're not going to be prepared because there's so much that comes at you. So, you know, like I said, from freshman year, you can have a good time. High school is about having a good time, making friends and all that stuff there, but also have a focus on what you want to do in life. You know, what college, it may not be college. That may not be the thing you want to do. It may be doing a trade. Research that trade and everything it takes to get there. Research so when you graduate high school, and I don't even want to say once you graduate high school because to me, 18 the, t- the ages of 18 to 25 are all about finding out who you are as a, a person. And you I don't, don't think you do. I, yeah, I think even in high school, you don't know who you are. So that's why plans change. You don't really know who you are, what you want. You're not going to know that until you live out on your own and discover. And most of the mm-hmm. time, who you were in high school is not, not who, who you truly you are because that is based on your environment. Because because a lot of people go from these small towns or these these big these small cities and move to these metropolitan areas and bloom, or AKA get turned out. This is what I'm because <laughs> this is what I'll tell you about me in high school and like that's so good you point that. People thought that I was going to become a pastor. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, because in high school, I didn't curse. I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I didn't do anything. I was the model child that parents were just like, if art is going, you can go. That was me. I was that model child. So everybody was like, he's the good one. He just doesn't do anything. (laughs) I wasn't having sex. I was everything. Look at me, look at me, look at me now. I'm turned out. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like the biggest lesson that I learned going through high school was when when you're going to high school, the big the best thing you can do is plan every year to as much to your ability. If you know there are certain tests, if you know there are certain classes, or if you're trying to, you know, um, accomplish something because the thing that I did which really worked for me is that's what I did I planned 
every single year so that my last two years, I was only in school half days. Mm-hmm. So, and I mm-hmm. did that because I took as many of my classes as I possibly could early and up front to get ahead of the curve. So I wasn't stressed out trying to take AP classes and take tests and do this and this and this. Nope, I, I literally coasted my last two years because there were certain classes I couldn't take until my senior year. And then we transitioned and went into block scheduling, which offered up some even more flexibility. But hell, by that time, I didn't need the flexibility to mm-hmm. get caught up or take on an extra course load because I had already did all the work. Um, and I think to Lance's point, you know, having an idea of what it is you want to do is very important. So you kind of position yourself to, to show yourself in the best light. So I'm going to pivot off of that and go into something else. So if you could mentor a student from their freshman year until they graduated, what would you focus on in each grade level? Is there a particular competency or a particular um, lesson that you would want them to learn in each and every grade level? What would it be? Mm-hmm. Um mentoring okay I would say ninth grade try as hard as you can to possibly I guess be a little free be a little wild then the ninth grade they're still in their parents house (laughs) no but I'm I'm saying like really try to explore I I don't necessarily say be wild in a bad way but be wild meaning like get put your hand in everything be a part of committees, be a part of different groups and stuff like that in the ninth grade year. That's what I... Because it's going to keep you a little bit focused from getting caught up in the high school antics. And that way you can make a certain group of friends and those friends can follow you up to your other grades because you're Mm -hmm. all doing positive things together. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just would advise that you, you know, try to maybe be, if you want to be a cheerleader, get on the cheerleading squad and then Stop playing soccer. You know, do those things like your ninth grade year mm-hmm. because, um, you know, it's easy. You know, for you going to you fresh, you see all these new people, you know, especially people that's older than you. Oh, my God. You know, you, you, you're mesmerized. They're so like adults, like you said. like Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to look at something and say, oh, wow, I can do this now because I'm older or I'm a part of this crowd. I can do this. But, no, th- let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Do something positive first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I would say maybe 10th grade year. Continue to do it, but try to maybe start talking with your guidance counselor a little bit more about college thinking. Mm-hmm. And think about things that you um, need to really get taken care of so that your junior year, you can kind of focus on getting a little bit more prepared for college if that's what you want to do. Or start taking like college tours like your junior year mm-hmm. to see if it's something that you really want to do. Um, and then, of course, I would say your senior year, start trying to make yourself marketable. Um, try, try to, you know, maybe go on some mock job interviews, you know, talk to your home economics teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, t- start asking a little bit more about life and, and about credit and stuff and really start talking to your parents about 
what they did when they were 18 and when they were fresh out or whatever that's going to help you stay away from those things you know um, because technically in your senior year you're trying to put on into adulthood mm-hmm. um, I think you made a good point about not really knowing yourself because I mean mm-hmm. you, you, you really don't I mean and some people unfortunately they don't they don't really get into their 30s and sometimes even their 40s um, that's true you know that, that, that is true um, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily try to wor- worry about just trying to find yourself because I mean that's just that that varies from across the board for different mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. you know of course I was forced to kind of grow up a little sooner so a lot of things I saw differently. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of come to grips with myself on certain issues. Okay, no, that's not you. That's not you. You can't do this because you don't have those type of options. But, you know, for somebody who I'm mentoring, say, you know what? Why don't you start asking some questions about this? Start asking some questions about that. You know, start maybe trying to connect on your social media to somebody that's actually in college. You know, reach out to some people that are in fraternities and sororities. Just get a taste of different things mm-hmm. or whatever so that you can have something to you know, look forward to once you get out there too. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll kind of be my trait. Okay. Because mm. uh, like I said, every, everybody's not going to go, but maybe like you're going to get to that with the head. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree the same. I mean, yeah, I would say about the same thing. Like I was going to say for your freshman year, it's all about finding your identity in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find out what kind of, like you said, social clubs you want to be a part of and um, choose your friends wisely freshman year. Definitely, definitely choose your friends wisely because that'll probably be the person the, pre- the person you become friends with in your freshman year. That'll probably be your friend up until senior year. <laughs> half the time, that's half true. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you will see people clicks form freshman year, and those clicks, even if they fall out maybe tenth or eleventh by twelfth grade, it's like they're kind of back together. Yeah, they kind of back know. together. You see them tenth and eleventh grade, it's like. Y'all ain't really hang out like that, but then... And depending on the situation, they they just kind of come back together. Yeah, they just come back together because I think... It it was a bond. It was a bond, right. You know, because usually through ninth, 10th, 11th grade, that's sad to say that's where a lot of your disagreements, the fights start happening, you know, because... You're developing. You're developing, you're Mm -hmm. changing, you know, you're learning about gossip and, and... Being messy and... Sex is starting to come into play and... You know, because, you know, you, you do have some people who become a school whore at ninth, ninth grade. Uh, <laughs> it's sooner than that now. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, right. kids ain't kids no more. Well, yeah. But um, 10th grade, I would say, you know, you don't found your identity, so now it's time to start molding that identity, mm-hmm. you know. And because now you're you're not upperclassmen, but you're not your freshman. So all sophomore year is a kind of awkward stage because, like I said, you're not that senior, but you're not that baby. Anymore. You're like that. What the sophomores were called? What they called the slop dogs or were they freshmen? It was one of them. I don't remember. I think it was one of them was slop dogs. Yeah, but, um, it might have been slop dogs. Yeah, but sophomore year, you're just, just trying to find. Now you're trying to focus on, like you said, that college. And now I need to start preparing for what kind of start thinking about what college I want to start applying for. Because mm-hmm. your junior year now. It's time to start SAT, ACT. Take them all your junior year because you're probably going to fail. You might fail them. I ain't going to say you probably will, but you might fail them your first time, but you can have enough time to keep yeah. taking it, get retaking it. Get in prep courses. Yes, yeah. prep courses, junior <laughs> Yeah. But Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, about your junior year start, taking those tests, preparing. I know, um, didn't they do the wait the FCAT? Yeah, they, they have a... Um, yeah, but they the substituted for something else. It's, it's yeah, like say, it's pretty much the same thing. Same know. thing, but I mean, like when I was in school, it was HSCT. But um, yeah, yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah, and um, so junior year, you get on your books really hard and start thinking about what you want for your senior year because now you're transitioning. By the time your senior year comes, now you're not just your your identity. Your senior year should be who you are. Everybody knows you're the football player. You're the head cheerleader. You're the Miss whatever mm-hmm. your senior year. So now the freshmen are looking up to you. Mm-hmm. So now it's about becoming role models while also preparing yourself for adulthood. Start. It's, it's basically start over again. Yeah, it's basically yeah. starting over again because you finna you finna become a fr- if you go into college you finna become freshman, freshman again. again right. And so mm-hmm. you know you don't, you're ruling the school. You know, as a senior year, you do have fun. That's you do have fun, but also stay focus get into as many activities as you can because that stuff believe it or not that stuff looks good on resumes mm-hmm. when you start applying for jobs right out of high school so yeah and even get you a, a high school job if you want to a senior your senior year, I was you could do it your junior year but senior year I started working my senior year so, so I guess I'm a little different so mm-hmm. I took I, I I look at it from a different approach of course you do. <laughs> so um Freshman year, what I what I what I would focus on is dealing with peer pressure and bullies, mm-hmm. because coming from that middle school, from eighth grade, that that time between eighth grade and ninth grade is very different. You know, you come from like where you're kind of like think you're grown or think you're of a certain age, and you're really not, but you kind of feel like you are, or whatever. So going through that, you know, and that's when peer pressure really kicks in. And then even the type of bullying changes because now you're technically in a school with adults. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, being able to, um, so I would hone in on um, focusing on, you know, how to handle peer pressure, how to mm-hmm. deal with bullies and things like that. Um, tenth grade, I I kind of talk about um Okay, so getting the plan together as far as, okay, so what is it that you're trying to, that you want to uh, do after school? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, at least just start the, the discovery process of mm-hmm. what that looks like. Um, and, you know, g- like you said, getting a part of, you know, what interest do you have? Okay, well, mm-hmm. let's, you know, kind of do that. And then junior year, um, Junior year is very interesting to me. So I feel like your junior year generally is when you're 16. So I feel like you should have some type of job or some Mm -hmm. type of responsibility or something. Because I think it begins to teach you Mm -hmm. um, money management skills and things like that. And Mm -hmm. that's when I would, you know, focus on financial literacy what credit is, what credit cards do for you, how can you, you know, how much you save having good credit versus not. Because they're all, all kids don't necessarily have that access to mm-hmm. learn that kind of stuff. So if I was a mentor, that's what I would focus on because that around that time you're 15, 16. Right. So you're able to work and get a paycheck and teaching you how to save and how to pay bills and things like that. So, you know, when you get out of school, you know, you've kind of had some time to kind of find your rhythm. Senior year, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do all the hard work to ensure that you're going to graduate your junior year so that you don't have that stress 
your senior year. Like I did. And mm. here's another thing. <laughs> Not you, Mr. <Mr>. Duncan. <laughs> 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 but, but here's another thing. So everything that you've learned your junior, your, your freshman, sophomore, and junior year, mentor someone else, a new freshman, you know, show a, a freshman the ropes and how to adjust because you know what it's like. You know, so that's what I would that's what I would say. Because you know, your your senior year basically is your year to celebrate all the hard work you've done. Your senior year should be your coasting year. It should be about you enjoying it, not having to stress about tests or that if I'm gonna graduate and not find out until the week before it's time to walk. That stuff should be the furthest thing from your brain. It is you having a good time and then you setting up someone else with the lessons and the tools that you've learned on how to navigate through four years of, you know, not running into as much drama and just having a pleasant experience. Because we know high school can be tough for a lot of people because everybody don't come from the same type of household. You know, one thing that I've learned from knowing people who are in education is kids these days deal with things that adults deal with. Absolutely. Like kids come to school hungry because ain't no food at home and they trying to figure out how they going to eat and how they going to get dressed for school and stuff like that, like kids. Like, when we grew up, you know, we didn't really have that to think about. So right. if, if if you can inspire and, and, and help them to see things just a little bit different outside of what their current situation is, I think w- it would definitely help. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to kind of what we, what Medulla wanted to talk, talk about earlier, but, you know, and understanding that college may not be for everyone. So how do you all feel about that? Do you truly feel that college isn't for everybody? Because no, some people say it is. It's just about what you put into it. And some people say it's not for everybody. Yeah, but to not. me, trade school is kind of a form of college. It's just a different teaching format. You don't have all the with prerequisites and stuff like right. that. It's just they yeah. giving you right down to it what you need to do. Right. I just, I just always felt this was a cop out, even back back in the day. You know, people just always say college ain't for everybody. But my thing is, okay, maybe high school ain't for everybody either. But everybody got through it, right? Middle no, school. they didn't. What, what, <laughs> no, that's true. Majority of, of people did. So I, I just feel like it's with anything in life. You have to put something in to get something out. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I'm saying that now because you know I'm an educator. You know, I've, I've kind of gone through some things and I'm, I've kind of matured in certain areas. But I believe anything, whether it be sex whether it be uh, working on the job, whether it be your family communication, you have to put something in to get something out. If you don't put anything in, you're not leaving anything out. Ooh, six. If you, you have to put something in to get you something You do. Out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, if everybody, I mean, <laughs> fortunately, some people have the luxury of just laying there and they can get something out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, it's easy. But, I mean, if, if we think about it, it sounds crazy and it sounds fun, but if we think about it, we'll just say, oh, oh you know, sex ain't for everybody because everybody ain't able to ride all night long or they ain't able to take Well, everybody ain't good at it. Th- that's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody but, may not be good at it, but at the end of the day, you ha- you can train some people. You know, it's a lot of women out here that have mm-hmm. trained these men to, to stroke and, and stuff like that because they didn't know how to do it Did. or whatever. So, I mean, I feel like it's the same thing with anything else. You've got to put effort in. You put the same effort in putting your clothes on, you know, making sure your outfit mm-hmm. is together and, and stuff like that. And that can be hard work because I'd be struggling sometimes, too, just thinking mm-hmm. about, I'm going to put this together today because I want to be different or whatever. That same effort that you put into doing those things, a lot of people say, well, that's different. That's different. No, it's not. You take something and you apply it the same way you do that. And as long as you apply yourself, you can do anything that you put your mind to. I mean, I I, I just always mm-hmm. felt that way with anything. I mean, this is coming from the person that may have not been the uh, shopper's knife in the kitchen, but I always knew how to, how to. You know what I'm saying? I put effort in to get something out. Now, everybody may not agree with that, but 
in that same breath, the same way that you did the stuff in elementary school. No, the mama may not have read to you every night. Uh, you may not have passed every test, but at the end of the day, you got something because everybody, everybody, trust me, everybody did not pass you alone. Uh, unfortunately, some people did, but mm-hmm. everybody didn't pass you alone. You had to do some work to get out of it. I've seen people, uh, some family members, mm-hmm. failing in a high school and about to drop out, and they got their behind together because they wanted to get that high school diploma and got it. So if you can do that, you can put that same amount of effort in college because to me, high school, and I know I'm saying a lot, high school gets you to a process but college teaches you to think beyond a process. And I think that once you get to that process, you can definitely put a little bit more effort into learn how to work beyond that process. And you have a point. I mean, because a lot of times people look at people with college degrees that it's not even about what you went to school for. It's the fact that you started and you finished. Mm-hmm. So to them, now you have a different level of applying information. You know, so to me, college is... You know, when you get bachelor's degree, it's basically teaching you how to study. Mm-hmm. Basically, regurgitate what you what you consume. That's all it is. To me, a master's program teaches you how to apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, because even when you look at the curriculum and the format and the tests, the tests are very different. It's not. Two plus two equals four. It's okay if you had two of these and two of these. How many of these did you would you have? And if you had that many, how much could you accomplish with how much with the output of what you know what you have? Right. So it's it's more of how do you apply it versus you just looking at it and saying okay that's what it is. No, how do you apply this concept? Right. Um, so do I think college is for everybody? I don't think college. I don't think traditional college is for everybody. Right. I think education is for everybody, but traditional college may not be for everybody, which I think is the difference between trade school and a university or a community college. Um, because some, because I'll be honest, I'm one of those people, I'm like, what the fuck am I taking a voc- uh, 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 international studies class for or these electives mm-hmm. in undergrad? And I'm like, it ain't got shit to do with my damn major. But it's because they feel like taking these extra classes will make you a more well-rounded student they feel like you're taking all of these extra classes may trigger something in you to say, you know what, I don't really want to do this. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because now you've gotten some exposure in something else outside of what you thought you only wanted to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, versus bo- um, versus trade school is, I want to be a welder. Okay, we're going to teach you how to weld. We're going to teach you how to talk in Spanish. Right. We're not going to teach you how to cook. We're not going to teach you how to look on the internet and look up, you know, and, and cite and, <laughs> and, and write and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you how to Turn a blowtorch and well. Right. But you really yeah. you need those other things a little bit more than you need just the welding experience. Uh, no, but do you? Not really. No. It's it I mean, because no. I want to do you because here's the thing. Because the thing you is, got some people who go to school now for an undergrad degree in social science or criminal justice and make X amount of dollars a year, and you got somebody to go to trade school to become a welder and blow their salary out the water. And this is what yeah, I mean you I do, agree. but you you do, but <laughs> I, I guess I'm saying you still need the the read, write, arithmetic. You know, you you need to know how to do those things mm. as well. And uh, yeah, but uh, but outside, but and here's an, but here's the thing, and and I know I'm just rambling, but outside of academia, why would you have to learn how to write that way? Because mm-hmm. what happens when you have to write the business plan? Or the you don't cite anything like that. I mean, you don't cite anything, <laughs> but you still need Business to Business writing is very different yeah, it's very than different, academic you writing. Still, you still need to know and look over stuff for yourself mm-hmm. so nobody don't beat you out your money. 
and it's and tricky. Make, you know, make, making sure that you have a sustain, you know, a, a substantial amount of income coming in, making sure that, you know, you don't look up and it's all gone one day because you don't know how to read contracts, you don't know how to do this, you don't do that. I mean, I, I think that's very important, but that's, you know, that, that's just me. No, but that, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so when people say it's college truly for, e- it's, it's college for everybody, not traditional college may not be for everybody. You know, because some people, you know, the amount of time and, you know, the fact that everybody at this table has gone through higher education. So we know what undergrad felt like. It was like, oh, is it ever going to end? Like, I feel like I'm just running this race Mm -hmm. just to be running it. And it's like you can get discouraged from finishing just because of simply how long it takes. Um. So I think that kind of deters people, you know. Um, so that's why I think it may not be for traditional college may not be for everybody. I, I I'm trying to think how else I can say it, but yeah, yeah traditional college is just it may not be for everybody because everybody doesn't want to endure the process just exactly. to get a decent job. And that's why I say is I don't think college is for everybody. It's not about the effort because, like you said. If you apply yourself, most of us could get it. But like me, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to be in, if I'm not interested in it. Yeah, this not going to benefit me because my mind is somewhere else. I'm not going to apply myself to something I'm not interested in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, effort is good. It's just like singers and I'm like Coco from SWV. She's like, you know, we know she's a good singer, but she said if you give me a song that I don't like. I'm going to half-ass that song because I don't want to sing it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to half-ass do it. And so that's why I say college isn't for everybody because you send somebody there whose mind is not, I want to go to college, they're going to give you a half-ass job because they don't want to do it but mentally. It's not, it's not for them. They it, just, they just no. choose not to apply. But that's why I'm saying But it's not for them because that's not what they want to do. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why it's but not it's for it, them. They don't want to do it. It's not for That's why I would say college is not for me because Going going higher education because I don't like to study. It's not for me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to write papers. I don't want to study. I don't want to do it. And the reason why I say it's not for everybody, you can look at the hustler on the street. Yeah, like you said, college can teach you money. There are some hustlers, some drug dealers out there who can count money, who can work a scale, who knows geometry and all that stuff better than a person in college because they had to know it. They learned it off the street. College can't. T- college can teach you book smart. It doesn't teach you that street smart. It can't. Teach and that's you what a lot sense. of bill. It, that's what a lot of billionaires say. They say college can teach you the book smart part, but when you have to do that street smart, and you have to go in there in those business meetings, college don't teach you that. It's yeah. gonna give you that book smart, but it's not gonna give you that street smart that you can learn. There are a lot of people who go to prison, who come out, start a business just like that. A successful business. Yeah, they ain't got nothing but time. Because they ain't got nothing but time to okay. learn how to develop it. You know, a lot of drug dealers, like there's a guy in Houston who was a big drug dealer. He, unfortunately, he never, you know, never got caught. He cleaned his money, but he has the most successful ranch in Texas because of the stuff he learned on the street, not from college, but the stuff he learned on the street. So that's why I say college isn't for everybody. Some people are going to get it from the street, some people are going to get it from here. There are so many other ways you can learn besides college. That's why I just say it's just not for everybody. Well, <laughs> that was a lot. Well, just like last mm-hmm. week, we're going to do what? The Ten Commandments for High oh. School Students. <laughs> <laughs> the Ten Commandments for High School 
This nigga went Thou shalt at least try to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Um, thou shalt know yourself. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not look to Instagram for prom fashions. <laughs> thou shalt not have unprotected sex and get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Use a condom. It's, it's, it's real simple. Just use a condom. Thou shalt not feel like you are mature because an adult is interested in you. Mm, I was going to say that thou shalt not screw the teacher. <laughs> How about thou shalt just abstain from sex? That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. It was realistic for me. <laughs> and look at you today. This is for the lady. Thou shalt not let the football team run a train on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's, it's just not cute. <laughs> I know at one time it was for the Saints, but it's, it's just not. <laughs> it was never cute. It was never cute. I'm sorry. They, 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 they were proud of it. Uh, it was never cute. Because that reputation goes with you well into adulthood. Okay, you can't even come to alumni. Well, well, you can't. Oh, that's the train, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got married. You a pastor and everything. Oh, that's the train, girl. Uh-huh. Well into adulthood. That's the reputation. Yeah, thou shall work on your reputation. What you want to be known for? Follows you. Now you're right. It'll be 30 years later, and they be like, "Mm, "She used to screw everybody." Like, dang, I ain't let that go. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Come meet your husband and everything. It's just like she done saved and she got a husband. Ooh, your wife is fucking him and him over there. (laughs) (laughs) Thou shall put as much effort into your studies as you do your social calendar. It is fine if you want to be Miss whatever, whatever, whatever high school or Miss whatever, whatever, whatever it is or the major ed or the, the drum line or whatever. Put just as much effort in running to rehearsals and preparing for these pageants and stuff as you do tests and classwork. Yeah, I wanted mm-hmm. to say that too. Uh, thou shalt not let superlatives go to your head. Mm-mm. But you know what? Mm-mm. I think superlatives was, was was really, really good. It it. It was good for back then. Cause, it it um, was good for back then. The I think um, it best was looking is, hun, honey, 10 years later. Well, you know, now it's <laughs> not about popularity. It's not about what you actually are. It's about popularity. Yeah, because some, some of these things, so these outfits are so ugly that, I mean, everybody liked them. So, I mean, you got to pass. I don't care what the hell you got on, but it's like, oh, he's clean. No way. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. Clicks, likes, and comments. Oh, so, no, no. So, you know what? Everything's got to do with music this week. Yeah, it does. And um, Foxy Brown gets booed off stage. That's so funny. Oh. I just, at the, I really got to Well, at least she party. was booed up. She was booed off. I mean, I, I just off? really, I've always kind of had a soft space for her, like even more. I've, I've always been a fan. Mm-hmm. But even more after she had the whole the hearing yeah. issues, I've, I just always had a soft spot for her. Cause I'm just like, how's she gonna work? You know, what I'm saying how she, you know, what I'm saying because her her earning years, you know, when they say about the time your earning years, you know, they they, they catch up. I mean, now she's a, she's a girl of this age with these old songs that she can't hear. But that, and that's the thing though, it's like to me, it's not it's it's not because I don't think she should get booed, and I you know I feel sorry for her because my thing is she Why can't hear, she's deaf. No, hey, but this is my thing here. Now? No, she's still deaf. It's, 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 it's a little bit, but it's, it's still, a little bit, but she's still 
They can't put she can't no, hear all no, the way. Um, no medicine. Yeah, she God. still has it. Gonna keep up. She still has the trouble because I remember Aloysia sent me this video a long time ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on that stage, and she was rapping. I remember she was rapping, and she was like, da 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 da. Oh shit! Oh shit! And she just got covered her ears. I guess the sound. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but god. She did do good at uh, Jay Z's. Um, thing um this was uh when he when beyonce came out there and she did a summertime and ghost face oh that was before she went deaf though that was before no because that was 2003 that was way too she went deaf in 2009 like 2008 2009 it's only been 10 years because wendy said it yesterday it's only been 10 years that concert was 2003 i thought this one was like 2001 no uh -uh, because 2001 broken silence came out she was still hearing she didn't lose her hearing to like yeah because she yeah i used to follow foxy foxy didn't go deaf to like 2009 2010 somewhere around there so that's okay, that can't be right. So no, okay, that's so right. I'm not, because she, she, she released no, because she, she released conference. no, because she released that she released. Then she released. She was going to release another album in two thousand. Because China Doll came out in two thousand two, two thousand one. No, China Doll oh, came out two thousand nine. Eight, no, China Doll came out ninety nine because I was a senior. Yeah, China Doll came out ninety nine. Broken Silence came out oh one. She did the yeah that came out oh one. Then in 2004, she was supposed to be releasing, because it was a, no, 2003, because that's when LaKim released the jump off. She was right. supposed to be releasing another album, but that single flopped. I yeah. forget what, I liked the song, but it did and flop. And, that's when she and had then, press, I, I think after mm-mm. she had a press conference, she was just like, you know, because they had the stuff up loud, and she, Russell Simmons was that, not Russell Simmons, but um, Baby Fat, husband. That's him? Russell that's Simmons? Russell Simmons. Oh, my bad. Russell Simmons. He mm-hmm. was there, and she was on the stage. That that couldn't have been 2009, because 2009 was the year that Michael Jackson all them died. Yeah. All them. But, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't before 2007, because she, re- she did release a mixtape in 2007. So it went before 2007. She released that mixtape in 2007. Well. So it was after that. But needless to say, she got, she got booed. booed up. And my thing is, but why stop inviting her places? Well, why to set her up like that? But she accepted. It, to me, it don't matter. As 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 a human being, stop putting her in that situation. This woman, the reason why she's going to accept because the woman is deaf. The woman has a career. This is how she makes her money. So if you're gonna offer me money, I'm gonna try. You know, this is a lot to handle for me to say I can't do this no more. So, no one wants to admit that. So, but it, sometimes it takes us to say. Okay, I'm gonna Foxy, disagree. I need you to just I'm sit down. Disagree. I'm going to disagree because Why? you had the power to say no or that, you know, it, I, I can't do what I used to do because I'm hearing impaired. But you don't want to accept it. Right. So mm-hmm. then you deserve, if you get up there and people have paid their money, because it's mm-hmm. no different than when they booed the dog fuck out of Whitney Houston for paying all that money mm-hmm. and she couldn't and she couldn't deliver. If I paid my money, I'm expecting to see a show. Now, whatever you got going on, whatever ailments, all this kind of stuff, the fact is you got my money. The, the deal is I give you some money, you give me a show. If I don't like the show, I have the right to boo. What do people did at uh, Amateur Night? Boo! Well, actually, hold up. Boo! They did not have the right to vote because Foxy wasn't even on the bill. Foxy was a last-minute addition. So y'all paid y'all money. She wasn't even on the bill. Okay, well, that's even worse. But again, <laughs> but again. And that's why I'm saying it but was again, worse. You, can, you have the right to boo. And the thing is, it's like somebody said also, you know, Candy, you invited her at the last minute. Maybe you should have. But Candy handled it really gracious. She really said, give her love. Don't disrespect her like that. But at the end of the day... She needed a sound check too. I think she didn't get a sound check. Oh, but then that's you're their gonna fault. you're gonna need a sound check. Then that's their fault. You know, yeah. don't invite this woman at the last minute that don't give her a sound check. Right, <laughs> that's <laughs> their fault. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, their fault. 
I just pray for her. I mean, the DJ started. They said the, after she got off stage, the DJ started playing "Look Him to Jump Off." I was just like, mm-hmm. Petty. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but I, I think too, like even that's that's poor management as well. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, if I know that you you have an extra element, I'm going to make sure that you get a sound check so mm-hmm. that you don't get to embarrass, embarrass yourself. But yeah. because it because is. having and that's the thing about being in show business. I mean, mm-hmm. like we said, you know, when you're in when you're in the public eye. You open yourself up for, for people's opinions, you know, and everything like that. So my thing is, her not doing so great on this one gig now has impacted her potential for future gigs. And it's not even this because this is not the first time she would messed up on stage, right? So, so that's why I said just stop inviting her. Y'all know she's not going. Well, give y'all <laughs> just stop it. Just, just, I'm just sorry if I buy her, <laughs> shit, then guess what? That's what it is. She because it was just a last minute addition because y'all couldn't get Tamar that night, and and I'm sorry you replaced a singer with a rapper. <laughs> but I mean, it's a hip hop concert. It's, I mean, it's a hip hop show. It's New York. And it's New York. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, and that's what I respect her. So yeah, she's yeah. definitely respected. But I mean, I, I still mean, love her. But and I guess since I did talk about Whitney, I guess we're gonna bring her up. So she yeah, this hologram tour. So Whitney going on tour. Just, just let, let, let her rest. Let I her wouldn't pay. Michael, I, feel, I wouldn't I pay to see same, no hologram I tour. The same way about the whole Michael thing. Let these people be the Tupac thing. All that. Let these people be. The, even the Elvis one. Let these people die. Nope. Let let them go. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because am bitch, who pay a hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah. To see a video. Of somebody who ain't gonna be there at sound check. Who ain't gonna be there to shake their hand who you're not going to get any different of an experience being in that presence versus on your TV, dumb as fuck. And I, and I believe she can get all that chat. Yep, I agree. Because you paying to go see a video on a stage. But it's not even that, though, because I think, yeah, I, I agree. If I can make the money, I'm going to do it. However, I'm not going to tarnish my family member's legacy at this point. You know, darn well, she ain't sound like <laughs> oh, but that's the, now she gonna be pit, now she gonna be pitch perfect. Well, it depends on who they get to sing the songs. Wait a minute, so it's the hologram because there's because you know they're like get Deborah Cox to sing the song. <laughs> Which Very good, good choice, yeah. Very good choice. <laughs> Why not just but, just do a Broadway play and just be done with? Why it gotta be a hologram? The hologram tour. I don't know. And the it thing just, is, it's like because they want yeah. new music, introduce new music as well, and I'm just like. Why? New music of Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did, did y'all not hear how she sounded? I'm sorry. Pat Whitney. running out. I love I love Nippy. Pat running out. But she didn't sound good since 2002, 2003, 2001. Why you? So I'm going to go to the show and I'm going to hear some new music. Yes. Okay. So you're going to go to the show and hear some new music, Whitney. Awful. No. Anyways. Moving on to okay. mill music, peoples. Sierra gets accepted into Harvard Business School. What I got to say about her? I, I ain't got to say anything. I say congratulations. Well, I mean, That's the fact she want. got accepted, mm. more power to her. Mm. And I would say it wasn't. Ex- it went for her back when she was eighteen, but it might be for her now. <laughs> hey, because she's grown as a person. But definitely 18, it wasn't for her. And, and she's had a career to learn yep. some business um, savvy moves and techniques mm-hmm. and things like that. So, yeah. But, I mean, and, and I'll say this. I'll say this. One mm-hmm. thing about, like we said, 
since going since uh, Madula brought up the fact that college ain't for everybody. College may not be for everybody right out of high school. Because I'll admit, me going to college when I did the second time around, I was a much better student mm-hmm. than I was when I went right out of high school. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is I feel like a lot of things I learned on the job because of the type of jobs that I've had. So the thing that college did for me in undergrad was I didn't learn anything new. I learned why, why mm-hmm. we conducted ourselves the way that we do or why business practices were what they were or to be able to identify what the business practice is versus just knowing that that's proper business etiquette. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think I was a better student. Um, then not to mention, huh, college hit different when you're paying for it versus when you when, when it's just given to you. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. You know, when you got to pay tuition and take out student loans that we're going to get this back come hell or high water, just know that. Mm-hmm. You take things a little more seriously than if it was a grant that you just like, oh, well, you know. And let's just say, like, if Sierra Whittle went to college at 18, would she be Sierra who she is today? She would not. Be. Exactly. That's why it wasn't for her then. Music was for her. That was her avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, no, she, she she's made a, her, name. made a name. She's made a name regardless. There was a void. So it was for Sierra her, fit. and she filled that void. Because there was a void, Sierra, Ashanti, and... And she's a hell of a performer. Maya and all them girls was able to get in. Just like one thing I remember you used to say, uh, sometimes tr- being a stripper is for you. Maybe college ain't for you. Maybe you need to go to the strip club because you can use your body to get what you want. That's for you. That's what's for you right there, girl. Now, <laughs> now I didn't say that. <laughs> you did used to say that back in the Ronnie, day. <laughs> Ronnie said that. She said, huh, you, use, you got to get what you want. So I'm messing around with this chump chain. That's so what Ronnie That may Ronnie be for you right there. And if you can, y'all may look. College wasn't for Black China. Stripping was, and look where she at. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) She moved her way up for real. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, so, congratulations to Sierra. Yeah, and you know she had a different place in her life now. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she, she got the money, she got the husband, she got the kids, she got the white picket fence. Now all she got is time. Yep, all she got is time. (laughs) And maybe she's doing it so that she feels like, to your point, Medulla. So. Let me go to Harvard Business School so that I can learn what to do since, so that way I don't have to pay somebody else. All Because one thing about it, either you're going to pay on the front end or the back end, but one day you're going to pay. You're going to, somebody else said, I think it might have been Case or somebody, they said that in everything that you do, you're going to pay for college mm-hmm. one way or the other. Either you're going to pay for it for you to go through it or you're going to pay somebody else to do a job because they went through it. But you're going to pay for college one way or the other. Yeah, you pay so why not put the effort in to do it yourself? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes yeah. it's just easy to pay somebody else to do it. Look at Beyonce mm-hmm. making right. those deals. Yeah, not a college bone in her body, and I right. damn sure don't know she wasn't for it. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but her dad, her dad was a, she had her, people her, she had connections with her. Yeah, her dad went through the process because he was like, "Let me learn everything," because they talked about it in, in you know mm-hmm. whatever. Um, let me learn. What's expected so that I, if I can make you, the best decisions for my children? Right, because if I put you in it, girl, you know, <laughs> Rihanna. Rihanna has confirmed that she is working on a new album, which will be a reggae album. Yeah. But we kind of heard, we that, heard right. that, but she has confirmed so that that's what she's it. working at now. That's so I think it's gonna she's gonna release the reggae album first, then the 
pop album to where Rihanna can just do that kind of thing to where because she yeah. has so many genres. I wonder if she's going to She's, she's in. Had, she's had so many genres already, so I'm definitely I'm here for the reggae. I I I've go. always loved her reggae I wonder if she's going to rap. I want to go back to the I hope she uh, raps. To that second single. Yes. Just call me whenever you're alone. That is my song. I was in love with her back then. The big old forehead. Yes, Lord. Yeah, so congratulations to Rihanna. Well, I guess it's congratulations. I mean, we, we, we congratulations to the Navy because we have been waiting. And one thing about it, Rihanna, <laughs> Rihanna is one of the few people I identify as an album girl. Yep, start to finish. Rihanna normally can always deliver an album, and we don't have too many people who deliver albums. Now, it's maybe singles, one, two, or three, mm-hmm. out the whole eight, 12 songs or whatever, but Rihanna is consistently at least 10 out of 12. Yes, right. I will say that. Consistently. consistently. Although I didn't get into her until Rated R. Really? I didn't get into Rated R. I thought her music was too pop friendly. So when after the Chris Brown thing happened, I remember I said, her music finna be the real shit now because she got something to really talk about. Oh no, her and I love that darkness in her it. shit got real real when she did Good Girl Gone Bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That is when I got into her. That, album, that was my favorite album. Yeah, I did get into Good Gone Girl Bad. From the first album and then that second one when she Ponder was starting, replay. Ponder and replay. Ponder I like the Ponder replay. Unfaithful. Yeah, I thought yeah, her that stuff. That second album, that was uh, girl, the girl, girl Like Me. Girl Like Me album. I got into her yeah. then. That's the, is that's that the SOS? SOS, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I hated that song so much. And all that. I was into her then. Now, now yeah. her second album was good, but to me, Rihanna didn't hit the stratosphere yeah, until mm-hmm. a Good Girl Gone Bad. Good Girl Gone Bad, yeah. Good Girl Gone Bad. She still wasn't. And that's the thing. I think with Rihanna, her albums were never really big sellers until her. I don't think. I think her biggest selling when she really started loud. selling and making loud is when loud. she started really selling and made a name for herself because yeah, she, she was really unapologetic. Because the thing is, is she, that she people care. were yeah. I think when her first album, she was still getting compared to the Beyonces and everything. Yeah, she was, it was young. Her, it was when she became her Amy identity. Marie, um, yeah. Um, girl, feel crazy. Girl on love and hip hop. Tierra Marie. Tierra Marie. It yeah. was them three. They was they was up they was up for the Timsy. It was mm-hmm. always them. Yeah. You remember they did the tribute for Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And yeah. that time that's when all mm-hmm. of them kinda came out, but they was just trying to see who was gonna be what. But of course mm-hmm. A Marie got the tour. Mm-hmm. And then Tierra Marie she started doing other stuff and then she kinda fell off and then Riri mm-hmm. just kinda kept mm-hmm. kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Yeah, but yeah. but Rihanna carved the lane out for herself because to me, Rihanna became the pop, the 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 the, the black pop girl version of Madonna because think about it every single album Rihanna has come out with she has reinvented herself every single album mm-hmm. every single she, album she, she has I see it, I know I wouldn't say that started until good girl gone bad she when chopped, she cut that hair when she right. chopped that hair she off did, because I that think bob. that because mm-hmm. I think that's when she was Everybody able to say bob. you know because like we talked about it before all of the girls go through it Britney Spears went through it Christina Glare went through it Pink went through it where they feel like this is how we're going to package you this is how we're going to you know sell it to the masses once she hit Good Girl Gone Bad, she was like, uh, no, I'm going to do this pop rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And boom, that it, it took off. So then she did that. Then she turned around and did Rated R. Then she did Talk That Talk. Then she did all this other stuff mm-hmm. and Loud and everything. And she's been different. Mm-hmm. Good Girl Gone Bad and Loud are my two favorite Rihanna albums. Yeah, Anti is my favorite of all time. Uh, Anti, Anti took a minute for, me for it to grow on me, but I love it now. I love Anti. I love, I love Unapologetic, too. But I do, too. I knew all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it up, throw it up. 
Watch it off all that. Yeah, so I'm waiting on. Plugs and dollar bills. <laughs> I'm waiting for twenty five hundred to feel. Yeah, that's <laughs> when she, that and that's where I think when she started going more into the hip hop sound because mm-hmm. now Rihanna has crossed us. She's went she her she crossover different. Her different crossover went a whole lot different to mm-hmm. where a lot of the girls start on the R and B side, mm-hmm. cross over to pop. Rihanna started on the pop side, crossed over to R and B and hip hop. Mm-hmm. To where and rock, you, yes, and roll, mm-hmm. you know, and and some kind of and some kind of punk and all that kind of stuff, you know. She, she got some tracks, and then what's his name, David? Uh, Getter, yeah, get, yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, and he take all of them and and put an electronica sound on them, and right. that sells. Mm-hmm. And so her David, her, her collaborations with him are all awesome. good, all good, all of them are good, and Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. all of hers, yeah, all of hers were good, good too. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Beyonce get with him too. Yeah, we'll see, girl. Mm-hmm. We'll see what you're working with. Uh, okay, so Will Smith and Queen Latifah are looking at Netflix deal to remake Romeo and Juliet. Please don't. Romeo and Juliet. Hot sex on the page. So make you wet. here's like the. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go put that on my playlist. Free <laughs> freak days. <laughs> but that's going. They're they going to. They're going to. They I'm going to say it. They're going to nigify it so bad. I don't think so. Okay, so they this are. is what the it's theme gonna is going to be. Very, be. Very urban. This is what the theme is going to be. It's about a young waitress from Brooklyn and an inspiring musician from a wealthy family whose unconventional romance forms them to confront their life choices. Um, the script is going to be penned by someone named Salvin Naim. He did the Get Down for Netflix. Mm. And um, yeah, that's so, it. so it's going to be a hip hop. Romeo and Juliet, which I think we've already had that. It's gonna be and I can't think of who Why already did it, but isn't somebody that did. Old? Isn't that old with Maca- with Makai Pfeiffer and um? Sure is. Um, um, because it's Othello, but um, it's same concept. Well, te- mm-hmm. technically, old was not like Romeo and Juliet. He was just jealous. But of he said it was Othello. Othello. Yeah, it's old was Othello. Lawrence yeah. Fishburne, right? Yeah, that was Othello. Though. Yeah, that wasn't Othello. Romeo and Juliet. That was a, another Shakespeare play. Right, but Othello. what I'm saying is the oh, con- Shakespeare. <laughs> but that's my, thing. my my thing is the concept has been done already because technically, but. technically. You can also say it was kind of done with Save the Last Dance. And it was kind of done with Love and Basketball, too. Mm, not quite. Because it wasn't like they were from two different worlds or whatever like that. See, like, they, they, they've tried to make it where it's like from two different worlds. Because if anything, the only thing they can do to change, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's just really. <laughs> don't do, don't do to, to, to Romeo and Juliet what y'all did to uh, Still Magnolias on Lifetime Queen. Love you, Queen, but. Will Smith got more clout than she do, so. I'm but yeah, like you said, I don't know, cause um. Uh, yeah, Will has more clout. He, may- he has may- major, maybe award-wise, but no, to me, Queen no, is very no. good at what she does. No, she's, she's good at what, what she, she does. does, but he has to follow. So he he's gonna be able to push for people, the producers, that actually can change certain things. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Will he? Smith is more of a. Blockbuster Queen Latifah, you can't really say it's um, a blockbuster she, she movie. So, 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 I, so, I, so, so, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but um, Will Smith used to be the summer blockbuster guy. He's not as much now because He's if you look at now. his last few movies, he has not delivered at the blockbuster. He hasn't, but he still can. 
Right, because he has a Latin coming up. Yeah, and he that's been to take. He still gets those big roles. He got a Latin coming up, and that's going to be big for him. So basically, what I'm saying we're is, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I think it is because people want to see it. Because when he, he did Suicide Squad, when he put his stamp on enough. something, it mm-hmm. almost is is is, is kind of yeah. It's kind of like Queen Latifah do it, it's gonna be like, eh, I eh. think I want to see it. I, I don't think, know. Yeah, but Will Smith. Oh, but it's go, but it's going on go see it. It's going on Netflix because well, even on Will Netflix, Sm- I mean, Will Smith also did uh 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 that movie with that monster. Or um, Bright on Netflix and. Critically acclaimed, it but was not. It was not, but people. But it was. It not. was not critically acclaimed, but people <laughs> did like. I, there was. It was like one of those movies where it. you either liked it or you don't. People watched it. Now it did make a lot of money because people did watch. They it. watched it because it was Will Smith. That's what he's saying. It's Will Smith. People gonna watch yeah, it regardless. So, we'll see. so but um, yeah. So mm. I don't know if I'm gonna check that out, but if y'all do on Netflix when it comes out, y'all let me know how. It well, is. because it's on Netflix, <laughs> I'll check it out. Cause I'm like, look, uh-uh. look, that's the movie ticket that keeps on giving. But ooh, just just a, just just a quick shout out. Wine Country on Netflix, y'all. Funny ass movie. Please check that out. And shout out to you. You was on the Wendy Williams show yesterday. <laughs> Our mentor. Oh. Yes. Yes, Wendy. Yes, yes. I was there. The shout out to Wendy. You. How you shout doing? out to Wendy How and them, them shoes. I know they was expensive, but they just look like hot boxes you had on. <laughs> 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 Wendy is not wearing the flats anymore, and I think she needs to go back to heels because uh-huh. her ankles start to look swollen. She's like a pregnant uh, They mm-hmm. always look like that. No, all the time. They didn't used to look like that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Okay, they're going to run yeah. Nice looking woman. She's not, yeah. Um, TV, TV definitely asked. Who was on there? Because I didn't watch She didn't have a guest on there last yesterday. Oh, it, it was just Hot Topics. Oh, oh that is Monday. Because yeah. Monday is Hot, hot Topics. topics yeah. Yeah, all yeah, but yeah, she's not as tall as I thought she was. She's tall for a woman. She's tall for a woman, but yeah. not as tall. She know Yolanda Adams tall. She's she tall. Not, yeah, she's not that she's tall. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, shout out Wendy. I'll definitely go back. I would definitely go back to I her. Love show. You, Wendy. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's time for instant for a friend. Hey, no shit. It's Penelope for MIA. I love you guys, and that Medulla just really takes me out with how he can gospelize anything. Oh, don't he doc, don't he gospelize anything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all remember Penelope Cruz? All right, um long time ago. <laughs> well, there's this guy I don't believe in. That's that. That's that. Uh, <laughs> that's a line. That's right. a line. <laughs> well, that's this guy I've been dating, and we kind of blunt, kind of, we kind of a blunt conversation. They kind of had a blunt had conversation. Had a blunt conversation. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I want to get you guys' opinion on it. I said to him, and I quote: "You're not trying hard enough to be with me. I'm not high maintenance. You're just giving, showing low effort." His response was: "I believe the effort I'm demonstrating is appropriate due to the phase of dating we are in." We just met like over a month ago. I bring this up because I feel it. I bring this up because I feel it. If you find someone who you have connection with, have a connection with, and can see yourself with them long term, does time truly matter? Also, I recall an episode when OTP stated, "At a time in your life, you become more intentional with how you interact with people." I feel the same way. What are you guys' thoughts on the subject? Do you see my side of the convo? Do you see his side? So basically, the question is about timing, right? Because mm-hmm. um, she said she doesn't feel like he's putting enough effort in to date her, right? And oh, I feel you, girl. And she feels like mm-hmm. um, he's not. It's it's not showing that he's not giving enough right. effort, and that she's not what you would call high maintenance. And he agreed. And, and his I'm not argument showing is, you. I'm showing you the appropriate amount of a, a effort for, for a how month. for for a month and a half. For a month and a half. Yeah, I mean, I. Of course, nowadays it's mm-hmm. different because mm-hmm. people get so bored. 
because now, yeah, like we, yeah. said, we talked mm-hmm. about it before, you have social media. I can go on Instagram and find somebody and say, "Ooh, let me DM them or whatever," and I can they can constantly get my attention. And it's hard to think about, "Oh, I did have a nice date with this guy the mm-hmm. other night," because now I'm, I'm focusing on that. So nowadays, you kind of almost have to be aggressive. You kind of say, "Look, I'm gonna marry you on the second date," because <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You almost you borderline have to because if you don't talk, say the right things, you could really potentially lose the people because people get so bored nowadays. I never understood that. Mm-hmm. But people get so bored nowadays. I mean, I, I understand your conversation, sweetheart, but I really think you need to kind of back down a little bit, get to know this person. Because some people get in bed and they get in relationships, people they don't even know who they are. And I okay, so I think that and it's and it's amazing that you shouted me out because you know I'm in that that phase of my life where I, every every interaction is intentional. Um it's intentional. Yes. Um I feel like you having the conversation, the blunt conversation with him was very bold because you never know what you're going to get. Like a box of chocolate. Right. And the fact that you basically kind of put it out there, you know, he was able to come back with, okay, I feel like, you know, I'm doing enough. But if you deem that what he's doing now is not enough and you feel like you want to be with him, then you have a decision to make. Don't put it all in his court. Right. You have a decision to make. Like, is it, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's worth you to see what happens? Because people move at different fa- di- different paces. You know what I mean? I don't even um, different paces anymore. I just can't see the one pace in no pace. Mm-hmm. But it, but that's the thing. I think, it, and I think that's the problem because a lot of people feel like, okay, well, if I'm feeling this way, you should feel this way. I mean, because damn it, ain't I a lot? And ain't, ain't I enough? And I'm a cat? And I'm a catch? And I'm gonna catch me out and the, and the cows move. But if you just like, yeah, but you know, I'm still getting to know you. You know, I'm. St- I, you know, you don't know what else I have going on. Hell, you might not even be the only bitch I'm dating at the time. At the time. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. That but, girl but move on. But that's the. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's the. But I'm saying mm-hmm. she doesn't know that. I mean, unless he tells her that, she wouldn't know that. But I think it goes back to like what. Because there's so many options readily available now, right. people want to feel secure that I'm not wasting my time. I really yes. think that's really what it boils down to because my thing is that if I consistently talk to or communicate or entertain somebody for a certain period of time, to me, at some point, there should be a shift in a particular direction as to what is this leaning towards? Are we just going to be cool? Are we just going to fuck? Are we trying to be something more? But me just telling you good morning every day and us How's your day going and stuff like this or whatever like that? Okay, so at what point should the conversation take a shift? Right. That, no. I mean, and I, and that's that, what I'm saying. Because I mean, so I don't. I, I, that's but people people girl. get so bored because I know I know for sure if it was Lance 2.0, I mean, you could text him good morning every morning, but he's just like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> right. Basically, because I didn't pull out a ring and say, you know, this is what I want. But to not do. even not even pulling out a ring, but just. And I'm not trying to call you again. Just to no, that's true. But I th- <laughs> but I think <laughs> effort should gradually increase if you're truly interested in someone. Now, if you're just <laughs> entertaining somebody just for the sake of them being cute or something to do, then you know your um, progress is going to be like this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very even kill, but there should be some type of gradual effort mm-hmm. if I you're thought, interested uh, in girl, something. He's just, he's just not that into you. Okay. No, oh. I, th- I mm-hmm. think he should get a pass because he was mm-hmm. very, very honest at what he said. He said, I mean, I think I'm doing enough to actually get to know you. Uh, right. I'm not, now, if I'm, would you look at me different? I think he should throw the question back in her court and say, look, would you look at me different if I was trying to bone you every night? And not call you? Ooh, would you I look at her bonus? So yeah, long. yeah. I'm, so, I'm a little <laughs> old school, but you know, would you look at me different then? 
I mean, because if I'm trying to bone you every night, but I'm not texting you, actually trying to get to know you on an intellectual level or you know, know how you operate as a woman or whatever, vice versa as a man, you know what I'm saying? Well, how would you feel then? Would you say, oh, well, you're just doing too much. You just want to uh, bone me? Well, when I was trying to get to know you on this level, you mm-hmm. said I was moving too slow. So what's the tea? Yeah. Find out what you want, boo. Mm. Well, that's the thing. I don't know what the hell I want. Ooh. So you better figure it out. Wait a minute. <laughs> you better figure it out. Wait a minute. You better figure it out. Wait a minute. You don't know what you want? <laughs> my, what I want changes every day. So See? So it now changes I, so every day. So the person got to learn that shit. You got to learn that. And so this is my thing here, and especially with men. Men go after what they want, ladies. They go after what they want. A man is going to put in effort for what he wants. If he don't want you, and he's not putting in effort, girl, he don't want you. He's just not that into you. You better watch the movie. Okay, no, he's he just not that into you. If in I'm into effort. somebody, then I'm gonna tell you like this: when I'm into somebody, because I tell people, I, I, you know, I date, I date around everybody, but I tell some people, if I'm not that just into them, my texts are kind of dry. You know, I may entertain them, but I met somebody over the weekend in New York. Been texting back and forth all day, every day. It's new. Uh, <laughs> right, but no, come, but there are some people. Sweet. But there's somebody I could meet tomorrow. I could meet. I I could meet and just talk to and just be like, yeah, I don't really think I ain't gonna give you a hundred percent of my effort because but I'm just know, not that into you like but that. Think, but you know that, so that's right. my that's my that's my mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to make a decision. At some point, there's going to be a determining factor of which way we begin to lean. Is it going to I'm finna fall off, or okay I'm really feeling this person. Let's let's you know let's let's kick it up a notch, or mm-hmm. you know whatever. And I don't always think that there's a certain amount of time. You know, not once upon a time. And it's so funny that this, that this came up about time because I was just talking to a friend of mine about. It. I was like, you know, when people get old, I use my grandfather for an example. You know, I lost my grandmother last year. No, not last year. Two years ago. Sweet Jesus. And damn, we almost anyway. And you know, I'm to a point now that I don't mind the fact that my grandfather is dating. It doesn't bother me. And when he started dating, you know, some of my cousins felt some type of way because they was like, "Uh, she moving in on my grandpa because this and this and this and this." But I'm like, you know, but the thing about it, at that age, they say, "Bitch, tomorrow ain't promised." If I like you today, I'm going to give you some of my time today. And if I like your ass tomorrow, you'll see me again tomorrow. Versus this whole cat and mouse and, oh, I don't want to let them know how much I like them because, you know, this and this and this and this. When you become of a certain age, things like that fall to the wayside. You become more intentional. Okay, when I'm with you, it puts a smile on my face. So I'm going to continue to be around you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And if it progresses into something else, great. If we just cool with being boyfriend and girlfriend and never getting married again, that's cool. I think when you become a certain age, you become more self-aware of what it is you want, and you focus on that, and you don't do so much of entertaining bullshit that you know ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. When you young, we believe in, huh, we'll turn down free meals. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll, we'll entertain somebody we know good and goddamn well ain't getting the time of day, but they want to take us out, they want to spend some money on us, we'll let them. You know and what I mean? Think that that that's what happens. But as you get older, you begin to change. And effort changes. Effort effort um, is different for everybody. It is. Like for me, my effort is like when a person is telling me they want to get to know me, blah 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 blah. I want to get to know you. I want to do this, or I want to hang out. 
yeah, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I got a lot going on. But to me, effort would be you showing up to one of my Zumba classes. Um, that shows effort right there. I don't know about you just showing up nowhere. Yeah, but that was, no. I've, but been, yeah, I've had people you, do but it, but boy. But to you, that's and different. That's what, and that's but to just, you, that's yeah. different because that's support. Right, that's support. So that's, that's, that's your that's, effort yeah, right there. If you're interested in me, that's your effort right there. And that makes me look at you in a t- totally different way. But you're just saying... Um, you want to see me? Well, you know where to see me because I've told you my schedule on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's <laughs> a little different, but I get, I get just uh, not for me. I mean, but that's the thing. But that's what works that's for what him. my and effort that, is. And I think me. that goes back to mm-hmm. like Penelope. What she deemed as effort, she feels like he's not doing what she would expect someone who's into her to do. Yeah, because he might send the good morning text, but the last guy might have showed up, sent her flowers to her desk. That might be or the effort said, she's hey, looking for. let's do lunch. Or, hey, you know, he's constantly mm-hmm. trying to get on her calendar versus right. this new guy she's dating. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to get to know her when it's convenient, mm-hmm. but possibly is how she's saying it versus him putting in effort. Well, I didn't take it like that. If you don't seem and excited, that's the difference. If it's you three don't of us exi- have different If you don't seem excited about me, I'm not going to be excited about you. Well, I am excited. <laughs> but if you... <laughs> I'm excited, but I mean, if you're if you're expecting for me to get on one knee for you to be fucking excited, oh. I just think that that's so wrong. I'm I mean, if, if I'm putting my effort in and you're not putting out anything, and putting I'm not trying out. to get anything, yeah, because a lot of women they ain't putting out. When you ain't putting out, you ain't gonna get no damn play mm. nowadays. And, and what? When you ain't giving up the cooter pop, you ain't getting that much play. So, we we know that. So that goes back to. He's just not that into you because if that's your, his requirements is that you're not putting out, he's not that into you, well, he and he's looking at somebody that's else. Not what she said, but I'm no, just, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm giving you an example of what you're saying like that. If you're gonna say it that, he then he's just not that into you at the end of the day. If so, that's the okay, so reason. let me ask you this. So let so let's try and quantify this based on the amount of time. So if he said that he's only been, he's met her only a little over a month ago, what is it that you expect someone to do um, at least after being in somebody's life for at least a month, a little over a month? Couple of dates, maybe spend a night, a night or two, talking every day, getting to know um, what they do on a regular basis, watching their uh, interactions, interactions with other people, their body language when you, when you are with them, what they like, what's on them, or whatever. That takes some, that takes some time. Okay. So what? So what? So what? What type of attention do you feel like she's she's entitled to within with interaction? Coming to visit at Zumba, give me some flowers on my desk. You don't. Really yeah, me. all that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff you okay. need to put in that work if you're trying to get to know me and that's why i will agree with that guy Derek jackson on what he says if Ooh, a man is F into him. you F him. <laughs> F him. if a man is into you he's gonna show it a man knows what he wants from the first time he meets you within five minutes of that conversation he knows what he wants no, he, he does he want five minute conversation he, he, he knows want, what he, he wants want, normally he want one thing most men gonna tell you that's not true most men are gonna that's tell true. you they know if they want you to be their wife within five minutes of talking to you i'm sorry anybody mm-hmm. who meets <laughs> anybody automatically within the first five seconds <laughs> of meeting you put you in certain boxes we've talked about yep. this before yep uh, sometimes you're in multiple boxes sometimes you're in i put you in, yep i put you in a box as soon as I see what the first three sentences. Maybe in my the first three sentences. But right now, mm-hmm. honey, I'm I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not gonna know if somebody want if I want that person to be my husband or my wife or not. Just because a lot of times mm-hmm. you based on the physical attraction when you see somebody, and then they open whatever. their mouth, you be like, ooh, they know what I'm saying. Nope, nope. Take them out of that. Exactly. So I mean, that and that could have been. Uh, you could have had a nice conversation within three four minutes, and then they say that one thing, be like, oh, nah. Or whatever. So it ain't, ain't no, ain't no Now it's not saying that that's, that's what they're out. determined to be, but you 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 automatically categorize them as what their potential could be 
based off yes, that initial what their potential what could saying. be. That this this is could be potential days right. right here. Now, after time progressed, then you may begin to subtract <laughs> some things that they're that they're able to be or it, or add. Because some people, you know, you be like, you know what, that went, but, but you know, they because are the real thing cool. How often does that happen? Right, and then you had sex with somebody, it was good or whatever, and then you know, then you get to actually talk to them verbally, not you know, orally, or, and uh, then you find out they real cool. Or you hanging out with them and the sex is trash. Right. Then you be like, okay, so yeah. Now that together, dynamic we has just changed. Cool. Now the dynamic has changed. Right. Or they fart in bed. We talked about that. Mortified. And. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just now the dynamic has changed because you didn't tell me you fart while you had sex. And I'm trying to understand. <laughs> what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> so yeah. Well, we hope that helped you, Penelope. Penelope, Penelope. I'm in my feelings. And maybe it's your name, girl. What That's why he's not you interested do? in you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't never known no girl named Penelope to have a long term relationship. Yeah, I'm like maybe that's her name. That's why he ain't interested. So we're gonna call you Peeny. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Here we go. Pene, like a like like a pasta. We're gonna call you Pene. What would you do? Okay, so it's a little bit serious tonight. So we understand that domestic violence is very real. Uh however, you've been with a person at least five, seven years or more. We'll say seven. You know, seven is that lucky number, seven years or more. And you guys get in a very, very heated, heated, heated conversation. And it just seems as though that person just kind of put their hands on you. What would you do? What do you do next? Well, seven years. Seven stands for completion. So it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to head up in this motherfucker. It's (laughs) over. I'm sorry. I am from the They never did it. They never did it before. I'm just getting you. I don't give a damn. damn. We're going to head up in this motherfucker today. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. I personally believe that there is nothing that I can do to a person with the exception of putting my hands on them that will require them to put their hands on me. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what it is. You came home, you saw me in the bed with somebody else. That does not give you the right to put your hands on me. If I put my hands on you, that's the only reason I you feel need like right. you have the right to put your hands on me because you're defending yourself. Mm-hmm. There is no reason. And even at that point, you have her. You can leave me if I put my hands on you first. Right. Yeah, you, you have that option, yeah. and I can't because be mad. I'm pressing charges, and I'm not looking back. No, I ain't gonna press charges. Like I said, it was, we're just gonna go ahead. We're gonna go ahead. Oh, now we we're gonna, gonna go fight. Ahead. We're gonna go ahead up in this. Now we're gonna fight. <laughs> you gonna fight? So if you're a man, we are gonna fight. If you're a woman, we are gonna fight. If you're a woman, you put your hands on me, bitch. Your pussy is no longer my concern. You gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass. But you know, you can't really call that police after that if you're gonna go heads up because they're gonna take both of y'all to jail. And that's just fine. let you know. And that's fine. <laughs> and that's fine. Anyway, I, I totally feel the same way because you know, you know my philosophy. We're gonna fight, we're gonna fuck, but we're not doing both. So that, that's, that's always been my philosophy. But I mean, it's some people, I, I think, I think sometimes some people, and not, not me because you know, put your hands on me, but I mm-hmm. think some people actually give people a pass because. It, the, the argument got so heated, and I and I do believe sometimes women can go a little too far with provoking men, mm-hmm. and, I it, do. and it yeah. can get and it can get very very heated. And you know, it's only so much you can say to a man to belittle him before he just really like lash out. And, and you and you want to hold against them that oh well, I mean, you can't put your hands on me because I'm a woman. Act like it. Right, right. So I mean, I, I just want to know because I think we talked about it, but we hadn't hit back. So I just want to know what you guys are doing in that oh, situation. Yeah. So we definitely would like to know what you guys would do in that situation as well. So hit us up in the DM, hit us up via email. You want to get the information? Yeah. So you can follow <laughs> us on IG at No Shit, uh, No Sh Sherlock Pod. Um, Facebook is X Shit Sherlock. SoundCloud No Sh Sherlock Pod. 
Email us your questions or um, topics or your answering for a friend at noshisherlockpod at gmail.com. And we thank you and happy hump day. Thank you. Thank you.